Aristotle wrote that uh, the way we know a person is virtuous is not how they act under normal circumstances so much, though that might give us some indication, but it's actually under uh, adverse circumstances, either because the person is taken by surprise uh, or is in some extreme uh, situation. Uh, this is why the, uh, the old adage is that we know our friends as those who stay with us in trouble rather than abandon us and aren't just friends in good times. Uh, the reason I bring this up is because this is a kind of test. We find out whether virtue is present under certain circumstances. I like to tell the brothers that when men enter monastic life, uh, sometimes there's this feeling like, well, I'm leaving this world that's very corrupt, and when I enter the monastery, then things, I'll be with a group of, of men who believe the same things I do, doing the same virtuous actions and so on, and uh, I'll really improve very quickly. And in fact, what happens is uh, when everything is taken away, when my freedom is taken away, I can't go to Starbucks when I want, I can't uh, watch television, surf the internet, do whatever it is that normally had distracted me, uh, I encounter my own sinfulness. I encounter my own uh, cooperation with the world, the habits that uh, have been hidden from me by all kinds of other activities that I had in the world. And so the monastic life provides a, a similar kind of test. Uh, it is a life that uses a certain amount of strain and adversity to provoke certain responses from a brother so that he can grow in real virtue uh, rather than just imagine he's virtuous because he hasn't yet been put to the test. Uh, another image I like to use for testing or temptation uh, is from baseball. We're about three, three and a half weeks from opening day. Seems like we just finished the previous season, but I guess that's a sign of uh, my getting older. In, when a batter steps into the batter's box, uh, there's a great mind game that begins between the pitcher and the batter. It might even go back to the previous couple of at-bats. You know, they remember how each one of them was approaching this little miniature combat. And one of the strategies that both players will use is to waste a pitch. What this means is if I'm batting, I'll purposely not swing at a pitch, uh, even if it's in the strike zone, because I want to see what the pitcher's thinking. I want to see what his strategy is. I want to test him. I don't want to just swing at the first thing. Uh, the pitcher might do the same thing. He might throw a pitch that's way out of the strike zone just to see if the batter's disciplined or not. You know, so there's a testing going on on both sides. Lent is a time of this testing. And if it seems like I've forgotten uh, that it's the first day of Lent, uh, I'll bring it home here, hopefully. We read that Jesus was driven out into the desert to be tempted by the devil. And the Greek word for tempt is perazzo. Uh, this is to make a trial of someone or something. Try it out, see what happens if you do such and such a thing. How does it respond? Now, the original imagery in this is almost certainly military, so that in the ancient world, uh, when there were sieges of walled cities, one of the things that the besiegers would do is at night sneak around the wall and tap parts of the wall to see where they were weak. And then once the generals had uh, figured out where best to make a breach in the wall, they would concentrate their forces there. So it's a testing to see if uh, the wall is going to hold or not. And so our Lord's trial in the wilderness is of a similar order. 
The devil is probing him. He's testing. See if Jesus will demonstrate any weakness, uh, where he might react by a little show of uh, uh, pain or, or a little delay in response to these thoughts. And if, if the Lord were to respond in any of these ways, the devil would take that information and plan his attack for later on. Now, it's important to recognize that this, this temptation, again, arises in a situation of a 40-day fast, so a very extreme physical circumstance for our Lord. And so we are following him in Lent by our own self-denial in provoking this kind of testing. We want to see where we're at uh, by fasting, by giving alms, by dedicating ourselves to prayer, by withholding some entertainment or whatever it is that we're doing during Lent. We might think, oh, then I'll be really holy, you know, I'll make a lot of progress. What we'll probably find out, and you are probably finding out already four days in, is that in fact the warfare increases when we make these extra sacrifices because it reveals parts of ourselves that are normally hidden by all kinds of coping strategies of entertainment or eating or whatever it is we do to avoid confronting ourselves. And when we certainly, when we simply sit alone with the Lord, uh, suddenly all of the hidden realities of our inner life come out. And the devil makes use of these to test us. And this is actually potentially very helpful for us because then we know where we need help. We know where we need to shore up our defenses. We know where we need practice and more preparation, more attentiveness in our moral lives. If we turn for a moment to the scene in Eden... We can see a little more of how this dynamic works. Uh, the devil here tosses off a, a, a wasted pitch again. He says, oh yeah, I heard that the Lord uh, forbid you to eat from all of the trees in the garden. You know? And uh, Eve responds truthfully in one sense, but also reveals just a little crack in her faith, you know. She says, uh, yeah, we're, we're actually we're only not supposed to eat of that one tree, or even look at it. Well, that's actually not what the Lord said. And it reveals a certain lack of trust, a lack of attentiveness to what God's command actually was. And the devil makes use of this then to pry apart this relationship that uh, Adam and Eve had with God at the beginning and introduce this, this breach. And so our Lord comes to put that back together by putting all of his faith in the Father and, and just not responding to these temptations or responding to them in a way that drives them out using the word of God. So in another sense, the, the Lord, by going out to the desert, is taking the battle to the devil's domain. He's just been baptized, and the devil is not ignorant of what this portends for him. And so when the Spirit leads Jesus out into the desert, it is for him to be tested, yes, but it's also to provoke the devil into revealing his strategy. So again, part of what we're doing in our Lenten fast is discovering uh, what the devil is up to, how he's going to find our weaknesses, how he's going to test us. And this is, again, uh, by giving up a certain amount of comfort, of time and material resources, and placing a greater trust in God, moving us closer to God, this is very threatening to the tempter when we do this. Of course, he's going to strike back in whatever way he can. And so St. Paul can teach us, you know, we are acting in such a way as to keep Satan from gaining the advantage on us. Uh, we are choosing not to be ignorant of his designs.
And so uh, when we experience this response of the demonic in, in us, when we re- experience a sudden upsurge of anger or sadness or fear, anxiety, I, I sometimes wonder if anxiety in our culture isn't actually the product of a kind of entertainment culture that doesn't allow us to to meet that anxiety, and instead it takes us by surprise all the time. But when these things come up, uh, the temptation there is to give up on our Lenten exertions, to give up or to cheat a little bit. And this is actually the time to redouble our efforts and keep our minds focused on the goal, on the goal of our regeneration at Easter, the goal of heaven, the goal of a time of peace and glory, uh, and and to say no to that temptation to put aside uh, what we've begun in Lent. And so if it feels as if we are dying as we make these sacrifices and we feel our incapacity for dealing with uh, all these, this inner turmoil and so on, uh, this is the old Adam dying. And we should let him die because this makes the way for our life in Christ, for Christ to come alive in us. And in fact, the rising of these temptations is evidence of the devil's weakness and not ours not ours if our strength is in Christ. As St. John Climacus puts it, war against us is proof that we are making war, spiritual warfare. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against us in our offensive against the power of evil if we hold fast to our faith in Jesus Christ. And this Lent, may he bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to life everlasting. Amen.